Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. Our highlighted conversation this week is with David Aldridge, the editor-in-chief of The Athletic DC. If you've been watching The Last Dance on ESPN, you've seen DA just as much as you've seen the GOAT, almost, in Michael Jordan. Here, David sounds off on the guy that's been painted as the villain through the documentary. I'll say this. I do think, and I, and I hope, you know, it came across. I, I feel like Jerry kind of is getting, you know, the short end of this thing from a PR standpoint. Number, you know, he's not here to defend himself. He passed away in 2017. He's not physically here to defend himself, you know, and I just think that from that standpoint, it's kind of unfair to kind of, you know, say these things about him, make these assertions about him without someone that knew Jerry being able to speak on his behalf. And I don't know if they reached out to, you know, Jim Stack or some of the other people that, that were that were hired by Jerry or, or worked with Jerry over a number of years. I wrote a piece when I was at Turner. I wrote a piece um, after uh, Jerry got in the Hall of Fame about how I thought Jerry was kind of unappreciated and misconstrued and put in an impossible position because he was basically there to be the bad guy. You know, he was the guy that had to say no to Michael. He's the guy that when Michael wanted to trade for Walter Davis and do some of the other moves that, that he wanted to make, Jerry Krause was the guy that had to say no to him. And, you know, Jerry couldn't win that fight. Michael is the star, star of stars in the NBA. You know, he's, he's this incredibly charismatic, great player. Jerry is this overweight, frumpy guy, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't communicate well, that, you know, that doesn't really like the media and can't really uh, give his side of it in, a, in an articulate way. And so I just thought it was, kind of, it was kind of an unfair fight, you know, because he can't possibly compete with Michael Jordan from a charisma standpoint, from a soundbite standpoint, you know, all of those things. And so that's where I thought it was kind of unfair to kind of, you know, just continue to take shots at Krause, who, who's an easy target and can't defend himself. So I, I wanted to make that um, clear to them, I think, in the course of our discussions that I just, and, and I'm, I'm no, I mean, it wasn't like Jerry and I were friends. We weren't, I didn't have any relationship with him. Um, but every time I would interview him, it was always cordial. I mean, he was always available and answered the questions that I asked him. Um, but never was, um, you know, he never volunteered any information to me or anything like that. He just wasn't, just wasn't how he was wired. He had a very, very deep distrust of the media and, you know, thought that the media was someone to, you know, an entity to be avoided uh, at all costs. So, but I still, I still, you know, just think there's an elemental unfairness to, you know, him being the butt of the jokes and always, kind of being blamed for breaking the team up. There were a lot of reasons that that team broke up. Now, he was certainly one of the big ones, but he wasn't the only one. He's a tragic figure in so many ways. I mean, including the fact that when he finally was 
uh, elected and inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. He had already passed away, so he didn't even have a, his moment in the sun to to sort of you know bask in the in the accomplishments that he had. And and another reason I think he's a tragic figure. I mean, we all have bosses, right? All of us report to somebody. And mm-hmm. his his boss wasn't such a great guy either. And, and you know, I think he deflected a lot of the heat from Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, and again, he was made the whipping boy for for, you know, all of the all of, you know, even Reinsdorf in the show said, well, you know, I kind of advise Scottie Pippen. Maybe you shouldn't sign this contract. Well, yeah, you could have <laughs> also ripped it up after all he did for your franchise. But you really didn't. So Jerry Krause took all the abuse for that. Well, there's no, there's no question, and I've said this often, that I thought, you know, part of Jerry Krause's job was to take crap for Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, because, you know, Reinsdorf was the one that, that, that held out, you know, until the last possible moment to, to pay Jordan. I mean, remember, Michael Jordan, you know, 10 years into his career was making $3.5 million a year. You know, Michael Jordan we're talking about here, you know. And, and, and reluctantly, grudgingly, Jerry Reinsdorf finally gave him the two balloon payments at the end of his career. He gave him $30 million and then $33 million his final year in Chicago. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Jerry Krause was the guy that had to hold the line not only on, on player salaries, but also on Phil Jackson's salary. You know, Phil wanted to be paid what the other coaches were starting to get paid. Now I'm not, I'm trying to remember exactly. It probably was a few years ago, but you know, George Carl wound up getting 7 million a year from the bucks when he signed with them. And, you know, uh, Larry Brown was getting, you know, five, 6 million a year. And there was, it was just, that was when uh, coaches contracts went through the roof and Phil wanted that kind of deal. And, and again, Jerry Krause was the guy that had to say no to him. Now, I, I would say that Jerry was also, again, not terribly diplomatic in how he went about doing those things. Um, and so he kind of rubbed Phil the wrong way in how he approached it and handled it. And, you know, some of the things that, that he did and said while Phil was there led to an animosity between the two. And Phil, as all coaches do, needing something to motivate his team, to bring his team together – found an easy target in Jerry Krause, you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, critical of Phil for doing that. That's what coaches do. You know, they have to find a way to get their guys ready to play and, and find something for them to rally around. It's unfortunate for Krause that, that he was the, the subject of it that year, but coaches will find, will look for that. And it was an easy target because so many people dislike Jerry Krause to begin with. If you'd like to hear more from David Aldridge, check out Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. We have a new one out every Thursday from Pure Hoops Media.